Bye. So we're going to do another episode. Yes, another one of Listen Up Kansas with me. I'm Misty Hobbs. I am your Democratic candidate for the Kansas State House in District 82. How you doing? It's good to see you guys again. Um, It's Memorial Weekend. um, And Memorial Weekend is always, you know, this great fun because it's like our first real start of summer especially in the Midwest, kids are out of school and it's time to go on the lake or go camping or just have a big old barbecue. But I just want to remind everybody uh, that it just doesn't signify summer. Okay. We have to remember on Monday, uh, all of those brave men and women that sacrificed everything in the line of duty for us and for our freedom and so that we have the right to vote and so we can go out and do these things like protest and speak our mind. Uh, We owe that all to them. So please take a moment on Monday to remember um, and honor that and be mindful of veterans that you know. Uh, As you know, we always want to thank them for their service. But on Memorial Day, uh, at least with the men and women that I've met, especially if they're active duty, kind of feel weird about being thanked on Memorial Day because they themselves are remember the people uh, that went before them. So just just a little reminder to be mindful. And also um, there's like taps across America. Um, And I know here in Derby, there's going to be at the park, I believe. And I think it's around 3 p.m. is when it usually starts. So Google that. And I'll probably put information below. Uh, Everything I say, I like to cite. So today will be no different. And we are in honor of Memorial Day. We're going to be speaking about veterans and how the state of Kansas, um, what benefits they have in comparison, especially to other states. Um, And this is one of my my things. Uh, This is one of my issues that I have. Not necessarily with the state, but one of the things that I would like to change. And I really hope you guys will agree with me on that. So let's get to it. I'm going to try to make this one short. Um, so in the state of Kansas, as it stands, we have a variety of hunting and fishing opportunities because of an abundance of wildlife and numerous water resources. We have a homestead refund that is uh, available to those with an income of 36,000, it's 36,600, income or less with a max of 700. Now that homestead refund is actually um, for anybody that qualifies, it has its own qualifications, but that is something that Kansas also kind of touts for uh, veterans. The other thing is um, they talk about an education benefit for veterans for the state of Kansas. And really what it is, is it's a scholarship. Nothing wrong with scholarships. Again, this is not a diss to the state of Kansas. Um, This is just a, hey, we could do better. Especially when the state of Kansas right now is in a surplus and they're kind of, you know, they've been talking and discussing about what we should do with that. I have an idea. So that's where it stands in the state of Kansas. Let's look at other states. 
because I want you to see what I am talking about. Okay, Florida. Let's just go to Florida. I like going to Florida. Uh, and the reason why I do is because apparently we have a think tank that we call on in Florida to make Kansas laws and bills. So why not just see what they've got? Florida has 100% no property taxes for veterans, waives out-of-state tuition and fees for disabled veterans, out-of-state tuition and fees. That is, right now, uh, my husband and I, who happens to be a wounded warrior um, and dedicated 22 years of his life to our great nation, and I thank him all the time for that, um, we are both in school, and it's an out-of-state school, and that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing um, if that were covered. So that's Florida. Um, and and they, they have other things. Um, it kind of goes with the service connection disability. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me just give you a really quick. When you're um, out of the military, you then, of course, you have the VA. They give you a disability rating. And sometimes it's zero, you know, whether or not they're disabled or whether or not they're, they're, they have a sickness or an illness or whatever, it might be zero. But then there's something and it goes all the way up to 100% disabled, then there's 100% permanent and total, and then there's 100% unemployability. So this is what I'm talking about, and it ranges. There's 20%, there's 50%, okay? So there's different levels, different tiers. But in Florida, 100%, no property tax, and waives tuition fees for disabled veterans. So. And by the way, um, yeah, it starts in Florida, it starts at Texas 10%. has 100% no property tax, 100%. Uh, Texas also has the Hazelwood Act, which is 150 credit hours that is paid for. That doesn't include books, um, living expenses, fees, things like that. But they do give 150 um, credit hours. And again, this is a tiered system. So if you're 10% disabled, you'll get a bit, little bit less. If you're 100% or permanent total or unemployable, that you're going to get more. So that's kind of um, where it stands. Now, obviously, there's a lot more Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma veterans have sales tax exemption. So they get like a card that says they don't have to pay sales tax on anything. Um, they also have property tax exemption, so no property tax, um, and that's for disabled veterans, and then no excise tax. Um, and this is what gets me, and this is where, this is what I would like to introduce. They have a reduced car registration. Now, I don't know if you've registered your car lately, depending on how your last name falls into the system, but we're getting ready to. Um, and that's next month. So when we were active duty, it was fine. You have a reduced, because you're active duty. So you get to register your car for a lot less than what you do when you retire. So my husband was medically retired in 2020 and we went to register our vehicle 
And the shock, the shock was crazy. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute, we've, we've lost our income. Of course, it was a pandemic. And we're still waiting on everything to, to settle. And where do we fall in the, we didn't even know the disability rating yet. And here we are faced with almost, it was almost $600 in a car registration that we hadn't budgeted for because we just, you know, one of it was we weren't thinking, but two, when, when you're not given all the information, how are you supposed to know? So I propose, and if I'm elected, that's what I would like to introduce, um, that we as a state come together and do better for our disabled veterans. Um, I'm going to go over some stats with you really quickly. Um, and this is Kansas veteran status. Um, and it is from, let me pull it up here. It is from the Housing Assistance Council. Uh, and you can find this, and again, I'll, I'll link to it, but it's veteransdata.info. Um, and so right now, the veteran population in the state of Kansas is 176,444, okay? So that's how many vets we have. That ends up being 8% of the population of Kansas. 36% um, of those men and women are Vietnam era. And then, of course, we go into Gulf War I, Iraq and Afghanistan, and then 20% between conflicts. So now of those 176,000, not all of them have a disability rating. The ones with a, the Kansas veterans have a service-connected disability rating, the ones that have that, uh, ends up being 21%. So that's 37,698 veterans that have a service-connected disability, that have a VA rating. That's really not a lot of people if you think about it. And of those, who knows how many of those uh, other than the VA would know if they're 100%. Not all of that 37,000 is gonna be 100%. So, you know, I, I look at it as probably, well, maybe about 25% of that would be um, 100%. So if we're doing it on a tiered system, you know, let's, let's knock off 10 for 10, 20 for 20, 50% for 50%. We can find a way to make this work um, and, and help those that really signed up to give us everything and were prepared to give us everything. I think that would be huge. The other thing um, that I think could help, so veteran-occupied homes, 118,000 veterans own their home. Um, the median value of those homes are $145,000. Okay, so that's the value. And now with, you know, inflation and housing and all that, it probably sits around two. Let's, let's call it, actually, let's go up to 180 just to make it fair. So they're just, they're modest homes. Um, and again, I get that we have a Homestead Act, 
but it it doesn't always help those that that really do need it especially when the um, median household income of kansas veterans is fifty nine thousand. now to some that's really great but when you're facing that and a disability and then your you know normal bills and your normal taxes which we all know have gone crazy and we all know that our registrations got um hiked up it it gets harder and and the number i really want you guys to know is that 6.7 percent of kansas veterans live in poverty um and that's just too many so that's what i think we should do i also think we should have schools or ask schools to give back more and i know that's this is where everybody goes wait a minute they have the gi bill yeah they do um the ones that didn't use it while they were in or give it to their family um now a hundred percent disabled vets get something called chapter 35 it's not for them though it's for their family members um so the family members get to go to school there's there's their uh, spouse and children get to go to school uh, for free until a certain age um, in my case i think i have 10 years to use it and children have until the age of 26 to use it so that's that's what we get so let's say that somebody gets medically retired they weren't planning on hitting the button but they had to go because of their uh, disability but they use their gi bill if they use their gi bill and they have a higher degree however they can no longer do that degree sure they can go to the va there's nothing wrong with that va has some programs but and i know what i'm talking about here because this is something that's personal in my house if if you you want to do something different or you have to do something different for whatever the reason is and you need another degree to get there so you can make more money or you can get yourself out of poverty if the va doesn't deem it to be profitable or something that could make you money they're, they're it's not going to go that way so everybody every department has their own way of handling things of course they do and that's you know and the va is out of the state's hands that's that's a federal thing so but what i'm saying is is veterans still need help i i think we, there's a a big misconception that oh they served and they get this and they get that not when they get out while they're in there's way more uh, protection for them and a lot more um kind of perks if you want to call it that even though their job is incredibly hard um there's a lot more given to them than there is when they have to be medically retired or have to leave um, service due to a disability. So please, you know, if, if you see a disabled vet or you know of a vet that's disabled, don't just automatically assume that they're being taken care of um, because <laughs> nine times out of 10, they're probably not. 
And uh, I feel like as Kansans, the least we could do is give them a lower property tax, if not completely free. Um, and definitely with car registration, we could do that. And then we can do something about education. Not that there's anything wrong with the scholarship. Again, there's not. But if they have to be retrained because of their disability, it would be really nice and a great incentive for them to be able to do that training at WSU or at KU or at K-State or at Butler. There, there has to be more. And there's not a lot of vets in our state anyways. So I think we could be doing more and doing better. With that being said, there was a bill introduced um, during this last legislative uh, session. And it was House Bill number 2467. It was introduced, I believe, by Jesse Burris, who was the uh, representative for District 82, the district I'm running for. Um, and it's a great bill. Nothing wrong with that. It, it, it really is. For the exception of just one thing that I kind of find odd. Um, it would provide Kansas income tax subtraction modification regarding the compensation of active duty members, active duty members of the armed forces or certain members of the Kansas Air or Army National Guard. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. I, more, I, I completely agree. But here's where I disagree. If this is their first base, they're not going to buy a house here. A lot of times a disabled uh, a veteran, a wounded warrior, whatever you want to call them, right before they get out, a lot of times don't even know that they are leaving. Um, sometimes it just happens. So if they're active duty, the active duty buying a house is a pretty big stretch. That's where I have my issue. So they're asking for a tax subtraction for active duty or guard um, in the state of Kansas if they buy a house. They think that that would be an incentive then for them to stay and raise a family. Well, unfortunately, active, active duty doesn't always have um, say over where they're going to raise their family. A lot of times, as my husband will tell you, three years and you're up. You know, it's time to move on. You have to go to the next base. You have to do the next thing. So it's not always a realistic um, achievement for many. So that kind of, I was like, well, why didn't we extend that to disabled veterans? But they didn't. And it was introduced. And like I said, it's a good bill. Um, I just, I don't feel like it, it, it was enough. I feel like there's so much more we could do. And, and I've talked to many veterans who are like moving when they get out that don't live here, even though they loved Kansas, or maybe they were from Kansas, they're not moving to Kansas when they get out. They're, they're headed to Texas. They're headed to Oklahoma. They're headed to Florida. I know a few that went already to Oklahoma and Florida because there was so much more for them. And I'm like, that's so, that's so sad because let's say someone retires in the case of my husband, the age of 40, 40, because he went in at 18. 
why not give him the incentive to stay here, continue raising his family, start a business, get an education. He will end up bringing in revenue, which will help the state of Kansas. Again, we're talking about 176,000 men and women, and not all of them will be eligible for what I'm proposing. Not all of them are gonna have a VA writing. Um, and if we do it on a tiered system, it's gonna be much easier. So the fiscal note of this particular bill was that it was going to end up costing, as introduced to be a reduction of 7.9 million in the state general fund um, and then 4 million the next year. And that was with active duty. And they were basing that on, I believe it was 30, um, thousand is that what they i'm looking for the number i think that was on my other paperwork there was a there was a number of like how many active duty there was and it wasn't a lot and truthfully it was probably would end up worked out to be the same with what i'm estimating like a hundred percent um va rating would be so that's what I would like to introduce if I'm voted into office. I feel like the state would benefit greatly from helping our disabled veterans more. I think there are big misconceptions. I know there are because I am a um, spouse of a veteran, a disabled veteran and a wounded warrior. And I'm also a wounded warrior caregiver. Um, so that's something that is constantly talked about is, you know, hey, does your state offer this or, or do that or what can you get, you know, it's just who's here to help. And of course, the answer is the VA. Of course, they're here. But everybody knows the truth. They can be overrun um, and they can only work as fast as they can work and they can only work with the budget that was given to them. And I feel like there are some states that are better at picking up that slack. Uh, you can go online to the VA. They'll, they'll show you. That's where I get my information and tell you what other states have. You can go to different states and say, hey, what does Florida have for veterans? I just feel like it's necessary um, that we honor and continue to honor those that served. and that were there for them. Uh, my husband and I are big on that. We have a podcast, if you guys didn't know. Um, and in our podcast, we have specials where we talk about uh, Tadsaw, which is a uh, place that helps you get a service dog. It's in Texas, but they'll help veterans all over the nation um, and connect you and pay for a service dog training. And they're a wonderful program. It's uh, Train a Dog, Save a Warrior. They're amazing. We we have been able to work with them and, and we adore, adore that organization. On top of that, we've done specials on PTSD. From his perspective, the, the service member's perspective, from my perspective as a caregiver, and then we also did it from our kids' perspective and how did that change the relationship, if any at all, between um, their father and them. So, you know, we're, we're always, my husband and I, before I even took this on, 
we're trying to always be there for our vets and for our active duty. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to navigate um, with being disabled and getting out of the military. And unfortunately, there there's a lot of men and women that fall through the cracks. And you wouldn't think that that would be the case, but it is. So that's what I want to do. I want to help. Uh, we are both advocates for service members, um, both active duty and retired. So uh, we'll put down below that if you you know need someone to talk to or you need some information, my goodness, my husband will talk your ear off and he will be there to help you. I know he will. So I'm going to leave you on this episode. Um, I'm so glad I got to We're share on that, the, the uh, time where we've got to start putting out those, those license plates for the newer wars. This is a whole new generation. It's a whole new generation. And we have got to change for them. We cannot keep giving our men and women what was given to those um, in like World War II when they were figuring out what to even do um, or for Vietnam or Korea. Um, we've got to do better and we've got to keep moving forward because it, it is their new wars. Um, way more things have, have come out lately. Uh, all you have to do is look up the burn pits. Uh, there was a registry. And so there's just, there's a lot more to it. And we've got to make sure that as a state, as a nation, and definitely in our district that we're doing everything we can to move forward and keep up with the times because that's what it's going to take. I'm signing off. This was Listen Up Kansas with me, Misty Hobbs, and I will see you next time.